You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host for today, John Kearns. Joining me, as always, none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Farley. Hello, everyone. <coughs> Tim, we have a lot to cover today. Sure do. Sure do. So, what is happening in the world of pro wrestling? Uh, we have a few topics we're going to cover. We're going to cover some uh, the fallout from AEW Revolution. We're going to cover some New Japan Cup topics. And we're going to talk about some impact wrestling. Tim, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you want to start with? Oh, I guess I'll talk about the catalyst of pro wrestling. <clears throat> the King Switch. King Switch, Jay White. Boom, there he is. doing things across three different promotions. He's hot as hell right now, and he has made Bullet Club more interesting than it has been in years. And why is that, John? Because at Impact... I uh, believe uh, no surrender. Yeah, no surrender. Uh, he laid waste Tomatonga, and uh, he struck first. Every other leader of the Bullet Club was kicked out and beaten up uh, on their way out. Um, Jay White must have been reading social media and watching New Japan while he was stateside. And realized there was a threat to his throne. Yeah. Uh, since then, the Gorillas of Destiny have went back to <clears throat> Japan after the unsu- unsuccessful uh, fight with the Good Brothers to win the Impact Tag t- Tag Team Championships. And Tama yesterday, uh, we're talking on Sunday evening right now. Um, Yesterday, he put out a video talking about it and saying that the members of Bullet Club had to make a choice and that he felt that Jay White thought he was a threat. Um, So, at last night's New Japan Cup show, all of Bullet Club, including Bad Luck Fale, one of the original four alongside Tomatonga and Carl Anderson and Fergal Devitt. All of them, except Jado, chose Jay White. And that includes the House of Torture. Yeah. Um, there was a fantastic match between Tonga Loa and Shingo Takagi. Uh, and after that, there was Evil versus Tama Tonga and Tama Tonga did not wait until Evil got in the ring. He, the brawl started on the outside and for the most part was t- took place on the outside and that's where eventually every member came down and just put G.O.D. and Jado to sleep. And now, you know, we're not doing the under anymore because that came from the firing club. Yeah. We're back to the regular two suite. Um, and honestly, uh, 
in Impact Wrestling right now, there's a lot of interesting things happening. Yeah. Um, one, we get to see Jay White, Chris Bay. Um, right now, Jay, Jay White had a fantastic match uh, at Sacrifice against his former mentor, Alex Shelley, because whenever he came over on Excursion, he was in Ring of Honor. Uh, this feud uh, is has not ended. Um, Alex thought it was personal. Jay said it was just business, but the promo between the Bullet Club and Alex Shelley became very personal. And they said, and Chris Bay said, Alex, you're very dumb for coming out here alone. And Alex said, no, you're very dumb for thinking if I'm an impact, I'm ever alone. And Chris Sabin came out. So next week's episode of impact it will be Bay and Switchblade against Saban, the Motor City Machine Guns, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, Deanna Perrazzo has been fantastic. Uh, yeah. He is not the Impact Knockouts champion, but she does hold the AAA Reina de Reinas championship and the ROH Women's World Championship, and she continues to put on a champ-champ challenge where – she gives the opportunity to another wrestler to uh, go for one of those titles. Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost both wanted an opportunity. Deanna was tired of hearing them bicker. She's putting up both titles in a triple threat next week on Impact against Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost. We also have this stuff happening with uh, Team Impact and Honor No More. Team yeah. Impact lost the match uh, because Eddie Edwards betrayed Impact Wrestling. Oh no! And Tim for first. some reason, my camera is not here. I I I can hear you, but you froze. Yeah, I just got a thing on my computer that says "camera off." Uh, Why? Try clicking it a couple times or something, maybe. No. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, even if you can hear me, that's fine. Yeah, I can hear you. So, uh, where was I? So, Eddie Edwards spoke his piece and said that uh, he was the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling, but he didn't get the red carpet treatment like Josh Alexander does. And he, uh, you know, he was basically doing the bitching and moaning stuff and said that there's no, the impact is corrupt and such and such. Well, Rhino uh, will be taking on Steve Macklin because Macklin, who was on Team Impact, really has no affiliation at all. He came down. Uh, during the Rhino and Eddie Edwards match and laid out both of them, but Rhino after Eddie. So that's what's happening there. Um, Josh Alexander has signed yeah. uh, back to Impact Wrestling, uh, cut a very good promo, and in his contract, he got a championship match at Moose at, Rebel from, uh, uh, at Rebellion. Moose wanted to know... Uh, uh, talked to Scott D'Amour and said, I know that 
you're not going to just let this happen. And Scott said, why do you think I sent him home when I know that his house is within driving distance of Anthem Media uh, offices? Who do you think did the deal with him? Of course I want him to have a title shot against you. Of course I want him to be the champion. So not only was Moose upset about this, but so was Eddie Edwards. And Matt Taven had a lot to say. And next week on Impact, Josh Alexander will be wrestling Matt Taven. Uh, Impact Wrestling has been very good so lately because <coughs> Tom Name, as Matt Taven calls him, a.k.a. Tom Phillips, a.k.a. Tom Hannafin, and Matt Raywalt, uh, formerly known as Aiden English, have been the commentary team, and it makes for a much better experience. Um, now, back to New Japan. Um, I wasn't really... I haven't really been in the mood to watch New Japan lately, but... Uh, I did today. I did a lot of catching up, and boy, it has been something else. Um, before the New Japan Cup got started, the conversation was that the Great Ocon was going to take the New Japan Cup this year uh, because he had only won. He had only lost one singles match in like fourteen or fifteen singles matches. Um, and so far he's doing pretty good. The current, I'll go over the current, uh, standings and such. Do, 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 do. Um, so on the 14th, we have Kazuchika Okada against Tai Chi. Okada had beaten nice. the, the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, El Desperado in a very good match. And Master Wado, who has been rejuvenated. Uh, then we have uh, Tai Chi, who defeated Yano and went on to the second round because Hiroshi Tenzon was hurt. Uh, on the 14th, we also have Hiroki Goto against Stronghearts leader Sima. Sima had two really good matches against Takamichinoku and Kanamaru. Whereas Goto had a really good match against Nagata, and then he was forced to wrestle Dick Togo. Um, <laughs> the next night, we will have Hiroshi Tanahashi, who defeated Yo and Bad Luck Fale against Tetsuya Naito, who has defeated Yujiro Takahashi and Gato. This match is very interesting to me because out of all the matches in the next round i don't know i don't know who to pick here but it will sure be a good watch uh yeah. the next match uh will have jeff cobb against yoshihashi <coughs> jeff cobb had a great run in the g1 last year yoshihashi is not the yoshihashi of old he is the uh tag team he is tag team champions with Hiroki Goto. Cobb has defeated Togi Makabe and Satoshi Kojima, where Yoshihashi has defeated Hanma and Fujita, the young lion. We then have the Great Okan, who went 
straight to the second round because Kota Ibushi was in the tournament, even though we knew he was hurt. Uh, and in the second round, he defeated Taiji Ishimori, and that match was a very good. Um, Taiji Ishimori targeted Okan's arm and used his submission knowledge and his speediness to his advantage. But Okan, he uh, he knows a lot of fighting techniques and is obviously p- more powerful. He will be going against Zack Sabre Jr., who defeated Oiwa, who's a young lion, and Doki, which was another fantastic match. Zack Sabre Jr. and Doki had a really good match uh, on the 12th, I believe. Doki is really uh, being able to show what he has instead of being like the fall guy for Suzuki gun. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, so in that match, like I said, in the Ishimori match, he, he focused on Okan's left arm and Okan being the favorite for this tournament, he's going against a, <laughs> a submission specialist in Zack Sabre jr. So I wonder if they're going to play up that arm angle. Uh, because if so, we could see Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, ending Okan's dreams of a New Japan Cup win. We then have the U.S. champion, Sanada, who beat, uh, who went straight to the second round. He beat Aaron Hanare in a very good match. Uh, he will be going up against the kingpin, Will Ospreay, who defeated Bushi and El Fantasmo. Um, right here, okay, whoever beats Sonata, whether it's Osprey or if Sonata goes on to the next round and it's Ocon or Sabre, one of those three guys, if they beat Sonata, that's the next U.S. championship uh, feud. And I wouldn't mind if it's Ocon. Um, then, then we have Shingo Takagi, who beat Ishii in an amazing match, and Tonga Loa in an amazing match, against the Crown Jewel. I don't know who's Crown Jewel, especially <laughs> not Chase Owens. Who Definitely not Bullet Club's Crown Jewel anymore. He defeated Jado and Tiger Mask. Well, Chase Owens, uh, you're not facing a old rundown manager or a junior heavyweight you're facing the former iwgp world heavyweight champion sir and you are going to lose um and the last um third round match will be evil who defeated taguchi and toma tonga against hiromu takahashi who defeated Sho and Minoru Suzuki. And Hiromu's match with Suzuki was fantastic. These guys chopped each other for like 10 minutes straight until... Oh, they did that shit again? Huh? They they did that shit again? Hiromu's good good for that spot. But it was more intense. Like, it wasn't like just the Dragon Lee thing. It was like overhands... Uh, regular chops, just 
and you know it's murder grandpa so it was completely sadistic yeah but hiromu was up to the challenge uh but he will be facing evil um with those names john okay i'll go i'll, I'll remind you okada and tai chi who goes on okada okay goto and sima goto I agree with both. Tanahashi and Naito. For my money, I'm going Naito. I'm going to have to agree. I love Naito. Jeff Cobb and Yoshihashi. Uh, Yoshihashi could do the bracket breaker victory this round, but... With everything going on with the Empire, I'm going to go Jeff Cobb. Okay, so going off of that, before we go to the other side, we both agreed Okada, we both agreed Goto. Obviously here, we'll go Okada, right? Yeah, yeah. And Naito against Cobb. I'd have to go Naito again. I'd have to go Cobb. Cobb. See, Cobb? Probably makes sense right now, but I just, I'm a Naito guy. Well, for shits and gigs, we'll say yeah, either or. We'll, we'll be different. Against Okada, who wins? I'm thinking not Okada, no matter who goes on there. Okay. So then on the other side, we have Okan and Saber. Uh, probably Saber goes on. I'm saying Ocon. Okay. Sonata and Osprey. Osprey. Mm. Okay. Shingo and Chase Owens. Oh boy. Uh well, unless Shingo dies, Shingo. <laughs> evil and Hiromu. Probably evil. Right. So I have Ocon and Sonata, and I'll take Ocon. You have Saber and Osprey. Osprey. Who wins that? Osprey. Osprey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Shingo against Evil. Oh, Shingo. Okay. Shingo against Osprey. Oh. Osprey. Shingo against Ocon for me. I'm going Shingo. Yeah, out of those two, Shingo. Creates Ocon for Sonata, which I like. And we have Okada versus Shingo in the cup finals which is insane um and for you mine would be naito versus osprey naito versus osprey yeah with the winner obviously going to face okada yeah yeah this is it's shaping up to be good the first round was kind of kind of rough but it's starting to get really good over there um also, uh, 
New Japan will be running a show at WrestleCon, as will Impact Wrestling. Uh, and there will be a lot of crossover there, uh, especially if you like crossover stuff. Start watching New Japan Strong. That show yeah. has gotten a lot Very good. better. Uh, the US of J Open Challenge is fantastic. We just had him face Swerve. Uh, he's faced Christopher Daniels. Um, the guys like Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, Kevin Knight, all the young LA Dojo guys are great. You get to see Yumura, uh, Brody King's still on there. Filthy Tom Lawler's the champ. I mean, right now, if you're not in WWE, <coughs> it seems like he could be showing up anywhere. But as for Impact and New Japan go, that's about all I have right now, bud. All right, well, before I move on to my AEW talk, I do want to try to get you back. So I'm going to end this call and redial you. All right. got you all right so yeah a lot of moving parts with AEW post-revolution dude like honestly a pretty insane amount well before we get to AEW, i'm sorry i That's do okay. want to add there are some talking points here um josh alexander talked about how all he wanted was a title rematch, and things kept getting in obstacles kept getting in his way. Right. He defeated Jonah. He defeated Charlie Haas. He defeated um, Minoru Suzuki, and now Honor No More seems to be stepping into that obstacle spot. Once we get to Rebellion, John, who do you think's taking that t- walking away the champion? Charles Alexander. Fucking better be. Yeah, it fucking better be. We know he's great in the ring, but recently, like his his promo this past week and the week whenever he got sent home, he's he's very he's money, man. I, I think he's great. He's he's like a I don't want to say he's like a Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle also had that comedy aspect to him. Hey dude, but if you take up on on the match in the, the background, it's our fucking king, MV Young. Yeah, yeah. That's our boy, friend of the show. That is uh, Prestige and West Coast Pros. I just uh, noticed that, seven. friend of the show, MV Young, doing the graps yeah. on the TV in the background. <laughs> so what I was saying was, if you take the comedy aspect out of Kurt Angle. Yeah. You got Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude's money. Also, how do you feel about Honor No More and Eddie Edwards? I really like Honor No More. I still don't quite understand the inclusion of Eddie Edwards, but I'm rolling with it. Um, well, Eddie, you have to understand, before Impact, he was Ring of Honor. 
Yeah. That's where him and Davey found each other. And uh, he was basically saying how they are honor no more. And they came from ring of honor. He's saying impact is corrupt. So I'm not going to represent impact like I did. Right. So, I mean, I really like honor no more as a faction. I do too. And it's, it's really, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually a pretty big Matt Taven fan. I know that's not the popular opinion, but I've always been a Matt Taven guy. And impact Impact is perfect for Taven. Yeah. Even when ROH comes back. I'm a big Matt Taven guy. Impact. Yeah. I just think he really works well there. And Vincent has been great. I love it. Um, Maria and Matt. I uh, did. I mean, Mike are always great. I will say, I, I popped like crazy when Josh Alexander says, when you win titles, the company shuts down. Or something to that effect. He said that to Matt Taven. Right. Right, yeah. And then Taven said, well, at least whenever we lose our titles, it's not in front of our wife and kid or something like that. Um, The savage. So, yeah, it was was something. Um, Deonna Perrazzo. Is she the best female wrestler or... Is she the best technical wrestler? Who who is going to stop her? Because right now in AAA, Taya has the number one contendership spot. Um, but we don't know when that's going to happen. Right. So, hmm. like, what are your thoughts on Deanna Perrazzo? I mean, I really like Deanna Perrazzo. I think... If she's not the best out right now, she's definitely one of them. I think so. I think her, I think her, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Um, if I'm going to throw a bone to WWE, I'd say Sasha. I, I'd say Sasha before I said Charlotte, honestly. Um, so would I. Oh, uh, but yeah, I think Mickey James is up there as well. There's Eo. there's a ton of women's wrestlers that are killing it right now. Jordan Grace, Io Shirai. If you're looking on the indies, you got Ali Catch, you got Billy Starks, you got um Kimberly. is wrestling Billy Starks. Deonna is wrestling Billy Starks. When is that happening? Do you know? I think it's at WrestleCon. I think it's the WrestleCon Big Show. Hey, another friend of the show on the TV back here. Yeah. How'd you pick this show specifically, Tim? It's the one I want to watch. It's the show that all of our friends are on. But anyway, um, so I think Deanna's Impact run has been fantastic. Right now, Impact Knockouts champion is Tasha Steeles, and I'm very happy about that. Tasha Steeles is another one. MWA, she has been on an upward trajectory and I find it kind of bittersweet for Kira Hogan who left right, impact right. and left Pasha to greener pastures in AEW and she's nowhere to be seen while Tasha just defeated Mickey James. But Diona Perrazzo is 
not one of the best female wrestlers. She is one of the best wrestlers right now. And I and I don't I, know. I think that can be said about all the women that we name. I agree. And I don't know who's going to beat her, but I know for a fact that I want to see her in blood sport again. I want to see her in CFU. She is just so damn good on the mat. It's unreal. Um, and the, my last question, with all of this talk, possibly the biggest thing that we that I mentioned. Now that it seems that Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa and Jado are out of Bullet Club, where do they go from here? And what about their younger brother? Hikuleo. Where is the? Where there is, is nothing being said about Hikuleo. Yeah. Right now, he hasn't been on Impact. He's been on New Japan Strong. And we know that New Japan Strong tapes in advance. So, you know, we saw him this week. But obviously, it didn't happen whenever this happened. Or, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So... I mean, how? Where did God go? I don't know that I see them leaving New Japan. I don't think that's gonna happen. If they did leave New Japan, they'd probably stay in Impact or go to AEW. Um. Oh, I didn't necessarily mean like where are they going to go like well i don't really see them fitting in with another faction either in new japan is the thing right if they fit in if they were going to fit in with any faction over there it would probably be suzuki gun but right if they were to go uh if they were to go ingovernable that would be major pop for me that yeah be, i mean that would be pretty wild. Actually, them going to LIJ would be pretty nuts considering what Evil did. I kind of like where your head's at. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, that just came off the door. All I man. know is two wrestlers in Jado, because I'm not counting Hikaleo yet, you know, you're not going to defeat the mass of Bullet Club. Yeah. So you're going to have to get some allies and you know, they did come to impact and they teamed with violent by design, violent by design. Don't like the bullet club. They don't like Jay white. They don't like the good brothers. Maybe we could see Joe Dobring and, um, Diener and Eric Young make their way to Japan. Um, and something like that. But, you know, Tama Tonga changed his Twitter handle last year to the good bad guy. I wonder if we see good guy Tama Tonga. Yeah. All I say is that it's very interesting. And it would be really fucking cool if Finn Balor wasn't in WWE right now. <laughs> and AJ. Yeah, but more so, I mean, more, more so, so Finn, Finn, because, for sure. like, 
you know, he OG. was the original leader. So like him and if Thomas. he came back and was like, I'm on Thomas' side, I don't know I don't know this New Zealand cat who keeps saying he's the last real rock and roller when I am the real rock and roller. Like I would lose my mind, bro. Lose it. Absolutely. But uh Let's go into AEW. You want to talk about some AE dubs? You want to talk about some Revolution Fallout? You want to talk about the Jericho Appreciation Society? That's what I'm going to start with because it's chronological. It should have been called Inner Circle 2.0. That's what I said too, but I'm perfectly fine with JAS. I tried to hashtag it, but the point ruins the hashtag. So. So, AEW Dynamite kicks off with. Eddie Kingston comes down to the ring. Uh, well, actually, it kicks off with Jericho. Jericho came out first. So the influencer, Chris Jericho, uh, addresses Eddie Kingston after Jericho's loss. And um, he's basically, to make a long story short, he's saying, on Revolution, I was supposed to shake Eddie Kingston's hand, and I didn't. But it wasn't because of any, like, hard feelings or anything like that. I just, he, like, he's saying, um, because he was frustrated. And he said he wants to shake Eddie's hand because he feels bad because he didn't do it. So, Eddie comes out. (coughs) Eddie comes out to the ring. Gloriously shuts down a what chant. (laughs) So great. I love it. Why are people doing this in 2022? I, I don't get it. Especially I don't get it when either. the man himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin, has said multiple times, if he would have known what would have happened, he would have never started it. Right. So Kingston's like, look, Chris, uh, this Friday night, before the biggest night of my career, I didn't want to show up. I wanted to go out and drink because Chris, you got in my head. I've lost to Punk, Mox, Miro. I've always lost the big one. Um, and he goes, and this was something that I really liked. He said, do you know what gave me courage when I had four separate people come up to me at the Fan Fest who said they didn't end themselves because they read Eddie's piece in Players' Tribune. Now, when that piece came out, I shared it everywhere that I could. I shouted it from the rooftops. Because reading that made me cry. I cried reading what Eddie wrote in that article. So it totally makes sense that that's what did it. So Yeah, and before Dynamite aired, I believe on social media, they actually had picked Eddie had a picture with a fan and said, this is why I continue to do what I do. And it was yeah. a woman saying pretty much what he was saying there. Right. So uh, he goes, no matter what anyone says in the back and on Twitter, you proved everyone wrong because you're still number one. But is that enough to fill the hole in your chest? That's a question you got to answer, partner. I love when he says partner. I love the New York accent on Eddie Kingston. Right. Uh, Jericho says, Eddie, everything you said was right. Eddie, I respect you. 
I thank you for giving me one of the best messages in my career. I'd be honored if you please forgot about all that other stuff and struck my hand. Kingston accepts, which brings 2.0 and Dan Garcia to the ring. They swarm Kingston and Jericho, and Santana and Ortiz come out to even the odds. Um, so you got Jericho, Garcia, Hager, and 2.0 team up and attack Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And we're saying, what's going on? What is this now? Um, are we seeing the full implosion of the inner circle? Because on top of all this, Sammy's nowhere to be found anyway. So him quitting the inner circle, real. He's not out there. So Jericho, they, they take care of all that. Uh, Kingston takes a quite scary bump to the outside through a table where it looked like he almost missed. Yeah, Hager Hager did like a shield bomb. A power bomb, bomb, yeah. Shield bomb. Shield bomb. Jericho takes the mic, says, this is the Jericho Appreciation Society, and that's entertainment. So what do you think? Um, Well, other than the name, I like when it. When 2.0... No, I like the name. Um, two, when 2.0 and them came down and attacked Jericho and Kingston, you could tell that their attack on Kingston was more vicious. Yeah. And I forget who it was who was attacking Jericho, but they were just putting their knee on his, his neck. Probably and Kingston thought, or Garcia. And while I was watching it, I thought to myself, uh, there's something fishy here. And then whenever it happened, I was happy because um, 2.0 are entertaining and they're decent. They're decent at their job. They're decent wrestlers. Hager absolutely has to stay with Jericho. Right. Absolutely. Garcia, for me, uh, he's a young guy, but he's already proven in other places and AEW that he is a force to be reckoned with. Now, another group of people named him as someone that they wanted to take under the wing, but maybe Garcia would be more, would have his career advance farther with someone like Jericho, who I think so too. Do better, do promos well, has reinvented himself so many times i like this faction yeah i like i love it ortiz and santana with eddie kingston obviously we need two more members to help them out uh if they're gonna <laughs> if they're gonna bring anybody in i could think of a few people Pretty especially hom- homicide or hernandez, hernandez or yeah. uh low-key but if they don't, then another two people I could see helping Eddie and Santana Ortiz, but I don't think they'll go that route because those other people seem to be focused on their own thing. Who's that? Uh, as I like to call it, the Death Dragon Dojo, uh, the Death Rider. 
John Moxley and the American yeah. Dragon Brian yeah. Danielson under the tutelage of Lord Regal. Speaking of the devil, that's what we're going to talk about next. So at Revolution, I really like. Hold on, you're going to talk about the work horsemen against them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. At Revolution, really we saw like... a myriad of debuts, shock debuts. Well, not really myriad, because the other one happened on Dynamite. But we saw Lord Stephen Regal, or William Regal, whatever you want to call him. I prefer Lord Stephen, but that's just me. Um, well, I've heard them call him Lord Regal and William Regal in AEW. So. Well, I, I like Lord Regal then. That's what I'll call him. Yeah. Lord Regal too. storms down to the ring while John Moxley and Dan, Daniel... Brian Danielson, Jesus Christ. Brian Danielson, uh, they had their match, and they said that they would be cool after the match, and they weren't being cool. They were being naughty boys. So Lord <laughs> Regal had to come and smack him around a little bit, and he did exactly that. The slap served around the world, as I called it. But this led on Dynamite to their debut as a tag team against the Workhorsemen, which were J.D. Drake and who, Ted? Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry. And I really liked that this wasn't just a squash. Anthony Henry got to show off his skills. Yeah. J.D. Drake got in more offense than I thought he would. Uh, but ultimately, J.D. Drake got a death rider on the outside or paradigm shift while Danielson hit the Busyko <laughs> knee on Henry, I believe. Yeah. But the real story came after the match, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so as well. So. So Tony Schiavone comes into the ring to interview Moxley and Danielson. I almost called him Daniel again. I'm losing my mind. Uh, you're getting JR brain. I feel like JR calling John Moxley uh, Dean Ambrose. He's done it. If you don't believe me, it's real. He's done it. Uh, William Regal puts the team to the side and decides to address his loyal subjects. We'll we'll say. Um, he says, Tony, it's been 29 years since we stepped into the ring together. My time is flying by. I'm 53 years old. I've lived more than a hard life with battles with self and battles in the ring. Too many broken bottles and a few broken hearts. What I'm out here to do with these incredible gentlemen here, well, it's the first time that I actually got to thank you, Tony. On camera, because 29 years ago when I got here to the States, you were someone that really helped me out, but enough with being a nice guy. Time is ticking, and for two months, I completely, totally checked out of this industry. And then somebody told me that my friend Brian Danielson mentioned me on AEW Dynamite. And then I had to go and watch, and then I found out that my great friend here of 21 years, Brian Danielson, was going to go and fight John Moxley. Many of you might only know me because Brian Danielson always mentioned my name wherever he was, whether it was in Ring of Honor or here. And the first thing I'll do is sit down and make a better wrestler if someone is willing to put the work in. Brian Danielson is the perfect wrestler. True. 
Absolutely. You became everything that I could never be because you don't have the problems that I have. Then 11 years ago, I met you, John Moxley, and for a whole year, the psychological and the physical problems that we put upon each other, we'd make the devil cry. <laughs> and then I heard you two were going to knock the stuffing out of each other. And then I thought, what better than to have these two perfect wrestlers to teach the next generation? So just a warning to every person that steps in the ring with them. Well, he called he called Danielson the perfect wrestler. Yeah. He called Moxley like a psychopathic, uh, uh, sadistic, like, fighter or right. something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I really like this. He says... Warning to every person who steps in the ring with them, you will not like the outcome. And you'll either step up or you'll get stepped on. Stepped on. I love that. I love it too. Now, John, this all started with Danielson wanting Moxley as a co-coach. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it seems like... It might be turning into a tag team run. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, teach by example, I suppose. (laughs) And the thing that I'm thinking is the tag team champions right now are Jurassic Express. We got Red Dragon running around. We still got the Young Bucks. We got FTR, which I'm sure we'll talk about very soon. Yeah. We got Santana and Ortiz, Lucha Brothers. All kinds of tag teams vying for this championship. And you, me, Sid, a lot of people want the next champions to be Santana Ortiz. But this team of Moxley and Danielson. uh, It's going to be hard to beat. If they're going after tag team gold, they're getting the tag team gold. And if they lose the tag team gold, it's going to be uh to make somebody and Santana Ortiz you know depending on who you are and what you've watched they are made or they're not I don't know right so I mean I really want to see down the pipe a a stable uh but if they're going with the tag team I'm down with that too because these three guys those three, are great yeah regal is amazing moxley is amazing danielson is amazing nothing that regal said is wrong like he did not lie right uh so you know i'm 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 for it i'm just you know I don't know. You want if you, if your favorite tag team is not Brian Danielson and John Moxley, I don't. I you're don't gonna have bad, gonna a bad a bad next couple months. <laughs> 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 but we are gonna move on to uh, FTR and the thing that happened with them. So FTR is doing a backstage segment as they've been known to do from time to time. Uh, Tully Blanchard is talking for FTR, which is not not bizarre. That's what usually happens. He said that AEW is about FTR winning the championships the second time, and Cash Wheeler grabs Tully by the lapels. 
and said, well, this is about family. And well, because Harwood was talking about, they were asked about if they wanted to get revenge. Yeah, for whatever reason, that's want. not on my write-up, which is really bizarre because it's on the AEW website. Uh, and Harwood yeah. like, was saying how you know, this is personal and everything, and we want to get back at them. Yeah. I think they were talking about the Bucks. And Tully was like, no, this is about titles. We're going to focus on the titles. And like you said. And Cash he says, said, I know I, I know you care about family. I got family too. And he grabs him by the post. Nobody wants to hear, he nobody said, wants to hear about dude, family. Yes, yes, dude. <laughs> Cash Wheeler saved AEW. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> Grabs Tully by the lapels and says, this is about family, and you ain't in it. You're fired. He gave him the old George Carlin. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You ain't in it. <laughs> so, Tully Blanchard fired by FTR. Where does Tully go from here? I don't know. Back to the retirement home? Oh, shit. Um... Maybe he joins Arn Anderson uh, in the Nightmare family. Uh, Maybe he stays by MJF's side. Maybe. Maybe he fucks off. I don't know. I I don't really care. So FTR wants revenge. Do you think they're going to get revenge? I think at Supercard of Honor, it would be really dumb if Tony Khan doesn't book Briscoes and FTR. That's what I think. That's been on your table for how many years now, bud? Well, it feels like years, but... <laughs> it's really yeah. only been one or so, I suppose. Ever since Ring of Honor decided yeah. said that they were done. So, like, so, happy, maybe. Moving on. We have... We have... Uh, the Andrade and Hardy Family Office Emergency Board Meeting. I really liked how Matt Hardy's Matt boys Hardy, lost and he's pissed. <laughs> I like how Matt Hardy made a comment about I'm not here in a suit because being in a suit makes you automatically an asshole. You know that. And you obviously know that he was talking to Andrade and his yeah uh, Jose or whoever the fuck yeah Jose the assistant yeah so you got big money Matt Hardy Butcher Blade Private Party Isaiah Carcey Mark Quinn you got Andrade Oedolo with Jose the assistant Andrade says that they need to take a vote because they're all they're not happy with Matt Hardy and Matt says well hey. You might not be happy with me, but uh, I got my boys. My boys are with me. <laughs> I tried to turn him into Matt from 2.0. <laughs> yeah. You made me spit out half my drink. That's all right. That's what the people, you got to give like, the people I, what they I like want. But well, yeah, you want to <laughs> yeah, taste? Get wet, baby. <laughs> so, uh, so they're going to do the old uh, thumbs up or thumbs down vote to whether or not Matt Hardy stays in the Hardy family office. So private party, of course, two thumbs up. But when Matt turns his back, thumbs down. 
And boy, and boy, they just proceeded to beat the shit out of Matt Hardy. <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, they, that man was stuck in an endless loop of ass whooping. Uh, so we got until the painted fellows came down. The painted fellows, yeah, the brothers in paint. But uh, yeah, Darby Allen and Sting come down to even up the odds. Uh, but the odds are still not good for Darby and Sting, said Jim Ross. Darby and Sting change, charge right in to help Matt. Now, hold on. Yeah. Let me tell you. I was at work when I was watching this. Yeah. And my co-worker was in the room. And I said, yo, if Jeff Hardy shows up right now, I'm going to mark out. And all of a sudden, the Hardy Boys theme music comes on. He comes out. I got off the couch and started doing the. Oh, were you doing it? Yes. Oh, I was doing it, dude. That's fucking awesome. Jeff, Jeffrey Nero Hardy is all elite, baby. And he looks so good. And everything he did was so good. And like. I don't know if you noticed, John, but at the end of the segment, he was locking eyes or someone was locking eyes with him. And who was it? Darby. Fucking right. And I'm and like, I said, fucking, I want to see Darby and Jeff Hardy. Yes. Well, I, I watched this with mom, obviously, but she's going, she's looking at Darby and just thinking like, God, his his mind must be fucking blown right now because he's, he's younger than us, but for guys our age and a little, and a little younger, the Hardy boys pretty much are professional wrestling. I mean, they're, they're one, they're one of the names that is on everybody's mind when they talk about wrestling of that era. Yeah. So, and I mean, They've always been dope. That would have been the wrestling that Darby was watching. So he's like starstruck a little bit, maybe. But, right. uh, and yeah. If we're, and if we're thinking that Sting's his dad, then Jeff Hardy's his older brother. Yeah. But, yeah, dude. Matt Hardy hits a twist of fate, and I'm, and I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm yelling on my fucking couch. I'm saying, Jeff, get your ass up there. He hit the twist of fate. You know what you're going to do. It was amazing. So I like that he didn't show up on Revolution, but he came on Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, on Twitter the next day, uh, there were plenty of people that were kind of poking fun at him a little bit because it's like, had to make sure you did the dance before running down to save Matt, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme. Where it's like pushing the button, they don't know what to do, and it says "Save my brother" or "Dance." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> such good shit. Uh, so the other debut that we saw at Revolution was that of none other than Shane Swerve Strickland. Fucking a. Now fucking a. Uh, Swerve Strickland. Had his debut contest, his in-ring debut against Anthony Nice on AEW's Rampage program. It was a really good match. 
obviously. It's Tony Neeson's worst Strickland. I'm going to beat your ass on Friday <coughs> nights like you're used to. Exactly. That was great. That's awesome. Uh, what about... I'm going to let you talk about this. Because I'm like... I'm getting tired. I'm losing steam. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't watch Rampage, but I'm. I'm very happy that uh, Tony Nese is getting TV time. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that Swerve is signed because Swerve is young. He has everything going for him. He can cut a promo. He's athletic. He has mat skills. He can brawl. He could do anything, and he's more reliable than um, someone who is a man of the hour but decides what hour it is basically um so i'm really happy about that signing um i think the net the major the the last major thing we really have to talk about with AEW fallout is the tnt championship um boom scorpio sky and Sammy Guevara had an amazing match. Incredible. Um, and Scorpio Sky ended up winning, uh, which I'm actually happy about. I know that you don't like Dan Lam- Lambert, John, but I think the fact that you don't like him. Dan Lambert is- has nothing to do with Scorpio Sky, in my opinion. I'm psyched for Scorpio Sky. Well, that means you're going to have to see more Dan Lambert. I'll, I'll put up with it. And it, it looks like Paige Van Zant's first um, feud will be with Ty Conti. Yeah. And um, I really like this because Paige comes from an MMA background. And Ty is, uh, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So that'll be interesting. Um, now, Scorpio has to defend that title against Wardlow. Wardlow has asked yeah. to be released from his contract by MJF. MJ, we haven't heard from MJF yet. Wardlow can cut a fucking promo, John. Yeah, he can. So, sky's the limit for Mister GQ. Um, I, a lot of people, including myself, did not like Sammy's TNT title run. And it had nothing to do with Sammy Guevara or his matches. Right. He 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 had great matches. The problem was Cody had it, Cody's out, Sammy wins, Cody's back, Cody left, da da da. Inner circle bullshit, this and that. So there wasn't a lot of there, there was a lot of shit holding Sammy back. Yeah. I want this TNT title reign for Scorpio Sky to last a while. I I it doesn't feel like a lot of the TNT championship reigns have lasted long. Of course, we always remember Cody's run because he opened it up to people like Eddie Kingston, who got signed. And Eddie Kingston, Warhorse. They got major, major eyes on independent wrestling. Of course, we remember Brody Lee's run. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Darby, Miro. I mean, it's all good, but there hasn't been, like, a person who has held that title for a while. At least it doesn't feel that way. You know, you're, you're leaving the, a name out. 
Miro. Miro. Yeah, I thought I said him. You, but, you but, didn't, but Miro had it for a while. Miro, Miro, yeah. in my opinion, Miro made that title what it is. Who just signed a three-year deal, but I haven't seen him he's since injured. he lost to Brian Danielson. He's he's injured. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but Go on Twitter. Go I want to see Scorpio Sky hold this title for a while. I think MJF is going to cost Wardlow that match. Absolutely, because MJF. Okay, so before Revolution happened, a lot of people were online or on their podcast saying CM Punk better not beat MJF because it's going to ruin his heat and all this other shit. No, it's not. MJF, above all other AEW original talent aside from Britt Baker, probably on the same level as Britt Baker, nothing that happens to MJF, no matter who he loses to, he's not going to fall down the ladder. Ever. That's not going to happen. He's too much. He's too over. He has it, unlike some other guys that they have tried to push into major roles. Now, if you watched the Revolution Watch Along, I talked about this with Chip. I love Hangman Adam Page. But there's something he's missing. And, but with MJF, He's not missing anything. So if we take a detour from MJF's route to the championship with a feud with Wardlow and get Wardlow over, that's fine. Because once MJF gets that title, who do you think is going to take it off of him? Wardlow. Right. And MJF <laughs> has to be the one to beat Paige. Yeah. That's yeah. That's like solidified in my head. I I, I can't get past it. Um, but you know, um, we got a lot to look forward to this week on dynamite, like the TNT championship, um, last year at St. Patrick's day slam, we had the lights out match between Rosa and Britt Baker. And this year we're getting a steel cage title match. And it might Thunder not have Rose. happened at Revolution, yeah. but by it's gonna God, happen. it better fucking happen. Thunder it's going to happen. Better win. She's going to. There's What else is on that show, man? I think I'm missing a title or something big. Also, it looks like even though Keith Lee said no to QT Marshall and laid him to waste, He's got some. He's still got issues with Team Taz. Will <clears throat> Hawk played that motherfucker out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we got Burt Baker. Fuck this. <laughs> no stupid website bullshit. Okay, Burt Baker and Thunder Rosa in the steel cage, and Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. Um, that's the full card so far. That that's all that's announced. Okay. Well. Oh wait, hold on. The... This says, hold on. There might be something else here. This is from four hours ago. Oh, there's gonna be another uh, Moxley and Brian are teaming up again to take on Wheeler, uh, Wheeler, Yuta, and Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Right. And Yuta 
is one of the guys that Brian Danielson named. Oh, and we got the six-man tag with Hangman and Jurassic Express versus Cole O'Reilly and Fish. That's the one I was missing. That's the one. Because those are the two goons that Hangman picked, I, I guess. Well, Jurassic, well, he said. Because Cole back. said pick two goons. <laughs> yeah, but the whole Dark Order thought that they were going to get the shot, and Paige said, oh, I just ran into Jurassic Express, and they want to get revenge uh, on uh, the Young Bucks because Cole made it sound a lot like he was choosing the Young Bucks. And then when the Young Bucks said yeah. they didn't want to fight Hangman, he said, I wasn't talking about you. He's so. such a prick. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about Hangman and Dante Martin. Because that match was fucking incredible. Dante Martin is fucking incredible. I He's, forgot to mention when we talked about tag teams, you know, they... Top flight. They just came back. Darius and Dante. <laughs> Not just the match that was incredible, but Hangman's comments afterwards. That's what I want to get to. He, I want you to talk he about said, He said, get back in here. And he said, you know, you're a tag team wrestler. And for about a year, you had to do the unthinkable and make it as a singles wrestler. And you made it all the way to a title shot. And he said, you're one of the best uh, high flyers. And uh, I've never been, you're one of the hardest hitters that I've ever faced. And if you ever make it back here again, I'll gladly do it. And he shook his hand and raised his arm. And, you know, as much as I, I have said that I like Hangman and he's missing something, I still love him. That's the shit like that he, makes him a great champion. Right, right. He reminds me of how some people may view a Bret Hart. Yeah. You know, he might not be flashy and such like Michaels or whatever, but he's he puts on fucking fantastic matches, and he's inspiring to people. I mean, they had that... Sh- revolution in orlando where that bill's be trying to be passed and he's wearing pride colors and you know that was i was watching revolution and that was during my social media leave yeah so i didn't understand what i was seeing but then then i got it um hangman is an upstanding upstanding dude classy guy fucking great stuff great stuff um i love hangman page yeah. I fucking love Hangman Page. And, like, <clears throat> the way that you say there's something he's missing, that might be true, but there's also, there's just something about him that makes me want him to never fucking lose that title. You know what I mean? Well, because the story, that long, deep story was so good. Yeah. And,. But the, the thing he's missing, head, the thing he's missing could be that opponent, and I think that opponent is going to be MJF. 
Maybe, but like MJF had it regardless. I said the chip. I said, who's more over, Page or MJF? And he said, MJF. I said, Page or Darby? He said, Darby. I said, Page or Orange Cassidy? And he said, Cassidy. And I said, I agree. They all have something that. that See, really I, I don't know brought... that I agree with that, though. Well, you can okay, say that you all you want. Have... No, you no, have... yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not trying to start shit, but like, I think all those guys are at the same level. I think those are the pillars more than Jungle Boy is a pillar. To be perfectly honest, I mean, yeah, Orange Cassidy is definitely a pillar. If they, I mean, fuck him. it. Who who says there can't be five pillars, bitch? Yeah, there's five is pillars. There a, limit on, is there a limit on pillars. There's five pillars. Can we get more pillars in here. It depends on how big the building is. God damn it! And AEW is a big building. <laughs> <laughs> right. The five so, pillars of AEW. With that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night. You have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. Bang. Bang. Suck an ass. <laughs> Fuck you, John. <laughs>